Jeff, you are unbelievable. Thanks, ghoul friend. You know, I'm just I'm just creeping it real. Did you know demons are our ghouls' best friends? <gasps> Whoa. Can you say hashtag squad ghouls? <laughs> We give you guys permission to steal any of these for your Instagram posts. Yes. <laughs> um, welcome to another spooktacular episode of Obsessed. Boo! <laughs> that was Ariana. And that's Jeff. And welcome to a brand new episode of... Obsessed! Oh, wait, we, we all- said that. We, we said, said that. Already. We said that. So, this week, we're talking about... Halloween! Yes, and all month we've been leading up to it by talking about our scariest obsessions, and now we're going to cap it off by talking about the biggest obsession of them all, Halloween, because it is finally here. We're so excited. We've been planning our costumes for at least a month. So, Ari, have you been obsessed with Halloween for your whole life? (laughs) (laughs) Cool, I'll just stop talking. Um, In fact, yes, Jeff, I've been obsessed with Halloween since as long as I can remember. Yeah, did you have any, like, favorite costumes when you were a kid, or, like... Most recently. Oh my gosh. I mean, we could do a whole 45 minutes on costumes, but I will give you the quick rundown of my favorites. Tell me. Um, Okay, in the sixth grade, my sister and I were twin hobos. My mom let us create our own costumes. They were disgusting. Um, And we came second in our town's Halloween costume like, oh, contest. Oh, both of you together? Yeah, both oh. of us together oh, yeah, as a little, like, a little duo. It was a couple's costume. <laughs> and then um, she and I were T and Tamara from Sister Sister. Yes. Like, we bought, like, like OG 90s outfits. Oh my gosh, wait, I remember that. This was that in was, college. Yes, okay, mm-hmm. so we knew each other. That was so fun. Um, also, I was the Lisa Frank Cheetah, which was super creative. Like the ones that are on the folders? Yes, <laughs> like the, the 90s folders. I was the Cheetah specifically. Cool, um, you were school supplies, great. <laughs> it was so much fun. And then last year, um, I was Lilo, as you know, Lindsay Lohan and Mykonos, uh, one of my favorite costumes to date uh and then like a few years ago i was dustin from stranger things which was really fun because the next night i was like a um sexy cat <laughs> you know as usual you always have to have that in your back pocket uh, right just a female from, like, during a- the halloween halloween season um <laughs> you remember being like a little 11 year old boy to a sexy cat <laughs> yeah it's my favorite thing to do and then i put up an instagram of the two photos and i said get a girl that could do both <laughs> get a ghoul that could do get both. A ghoul that could do both um so yeah i definitely uh love dressing up i'm usually doing funny costumes yeah. i'd much rather go for the funny costume opposed to the slutty costume i mean because we celebrate Halloween for days, you know, we have to have multiple costumes. And also, you're not like other ghouls. <laughs> I'm not like other ghouls. <laughs> I'm a cool ghoul. Um, yeah, so I just like to do creative, funny stuff. Like, I would do, I would dress up as, you know, another gender, anyone. Like, I don't care. Right. I want to just make it funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I, um, one of my favorite costumes, which I, I did it twice, actually. <laughs> um, I was Chucky from, like, the Child's Play movies. Oh, yeah, um, you did do it twice. I, I was just so proud of my face makeup because I made the scars and I even like glued prosthetic wounds and um, staples to my face too. Oh my and God. I had blue contact lenses. Wait, I thought you stapled your face. The staples wouldn't go that deep, so I probably should have done that. <laughs> no, that would be like, that's, that's a whole other that's level. Yeah. Also, I spent so much money on fake blood. I'm not going to like use real blood. You yeah, know? true. Oh, no, you're right. <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> And then, oh, two years ago, I was um, Georgie from It. He was the one in like, the raincoat with yeah, the yeah, balloon. Yeah, 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 the little brother. Who got, like, 
pull down like the sewer and I was wearing a raincoat and we were out at a club I remember and it was so hot in there because it just trapped all the heat so within minutes of arriving at the bar I like took off the raincoat I was wearing the tank top underneath it and I like crumpled like the, the raincoat up into a little ball and like I threw it across the dance floor <laughs> it probably like, hit some poor person in the face <laughs> so that costume lasted maybe five minutes <laughs> and you left it there and I left it there but I did bring a bag of balloons like 12 balloons and I would blow them up and by the end of the night the dance floor had all these balloons people were like hitting them up and everything oh, I love it was that. like pretty cool I love that. <laughs> actually it's so funny my mom still dresses up every single year for Halloween <gasps> I love that yeah she's being Kris Jenner this year I'm so excited oh I'll have to post a picture of that <laughs> I know I wish we were together because I would be Kim Kardashian yeah, oh my gosh that'd be perfect yeah, I know but we're not because you know she has seven of her own parties <laughs> and we have our own so do you know what I miss so much trick-or-treating oh i yes seriously i tried to milk that till i was 16 <laughs> meanwhile when i was like 11 i looked 22 so well, it wasn't happening but if you're wearing a mask i feel like it's easier to pass off as just being a very tall kid <laughs> yeah i should have worn a mask well when do you when do you think like the cutoff is oh, for trick-or-treating like I'm... would they turn down an adult trying to like get candy probably because when i was 16 they were like oh aren't you a little old for trick-or-treating but they would probably still give you the candy right yeah, they did but like and then i was mortified <laughs> or maybe i feel like the, the cutoff would be when someone's like oh like is your kid here with you <laughs> no yeah but mm, that's when i wish i like lived closer to my brothers because i could just take them trick-or-treating oh and then participate in eat candy just, like, on the way steal their candy <laughs> completely <laughs> Did your parents eat, like, all of your candy growing um, up? Yeah, my mom was always on a diet and, like, yelled at me every time I brought home the candy because she would eat it all. And then I would get so mad at her. <laughs> so then, but, like, she would only give out, like, pretzels. God, that surprises me. I know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't take her as a pretzel lady. Yeah. Yep, that's her. <laughs> that's her. <laughs> my mom, the pretzel lady. <laughs> we never had anyone, like, come on our block because we're on an expressway. So no one ever walked down our street. So we... I, weren't usually giving out candy, but... Um, Isn't that so depressing? I know. Like, yeah. you always want people to come to your house. Or, like, you buy the candy you have in a bowl, and then no one is there, and they, and they take it's it. It's like when you plan a party and no one shows up. Yeah, it's kind of oh. like that. Um, but, yeah, my mom would eat all of our candy. I, like, distinctly remember years of us trying to go back to our candy and it being, like, three quarters of the way done, and we would scream and cry because my mom ate it all. Oh, my God. But she would try to be like, no, well, you guys did it, and you don't remember. Like, gaslighting us. And also, like, you worked hard for that. It is not easy. I walked around and I begged. You put in the footwork. You carry that heavy sack <laughs> right? of candy. Yeah, it's just a little rude. I know, it is. Literally taking candy from a baby. Yeah. Or a 16-year-old. <laughs> But, I mean, that doesn't stop me from purchasing Halloween candy now. It's totally <laughs> worth it, and I know that I'm probably going to have to go back to the dentist six more times after this week because of the amount of chalk that I'm going to consume, but i rather eat Twix than have teeth. <laughs> um, I think it's crazy that Americans purchase over 600 million pounds of candy per year, and most of that is for Halloween. That is... Insane. I'm sure like a few million of that is like from us probably. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, like during like Halloween week, um, 90 million pounds of chocolate is sold. That is what? I know. Oh my God. Okay, wait, super quick, just because I actually am obsessed with candy. Okay. What is your favorite? 
Um, I have too many to name. Okay. I, um, I love Sour Patch. I love... That's it. My favorite, though, are Reese's Pumpkins, which also have the most... Are they pumpkin-shaped? Yeah, the Reese's. The Reese's Pumpkins. Oh. Jeff, are you joking? Wait, I think I've had them before. There are so many Jeff, you're variations. literally kidding no. me. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, they're not... Okay, they don't have, like, the ridges around them like the, as if they're peanut butter cups. They're just, like, literally... They're literally shaped as pumpkins. Oh, I've had them Yeah, before. of course you've had them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't even deal with I know. With well, I didn't right know. There, there are so many different Yes, Reese's editions. comes out with their, like, limited edition Reese's Cups every holiday season. Right. And so there's the trees, the pumpkins, blah, blah, blah. But the pumpkins actually have the most peanut butter in them. Ooh. Compared to all of them. Yeah, actually, because, like, the, the peanut butter to chocolate ratio... Is... In the themed ones. In is, the like, a lot one, more peanut butter. A lot butter. more peanut butter. So, us Americans are clearly obsessed with Halloween, but, Jeff, do you actually know how it was originated? Um, not really. I mean, the only thing I know is that it started about 2,000 years ago with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, and that's when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. But that's all I know. So you, you do know a decent amount about it. No, I don't really know too much, um, other than that it started in 18th century Ireland and Scotland. Um, while they would focus on the dead and, like, warding off evil, they would also focus on the living and, and, and the future and matchmaking specifically for young women. So Halloween was actually seen as, as a time of year where, like, women would try to, like, put out into the universe their desire to find a mate, and hopefully by the next Halloween they would be married. Um, I have a few things to say about this. One... You clearly know everything <laughs> about the origin of Halloween. <laughs> Two, um, I'm obsessed with the fact that it originated in Ireland and the UK because those are my favorite places. And this all makes sense now. Right? My love for Halloween and those countries. And three... Should I be doing this this Halloween season? Well, if what you, do I have to do? Okay, if you were to do this, so um, again, I don't really know too much about this, but in <laughs> Ireland specifically, <laughs> a matchmaking cook would like bury a, a ring in in mashed potatoes, for example, and like give those mashed potatoes to like a bunch of women, and whoever found the ring, then they would be blessed with with true love, and that by next Halloween, that the chances of them finding true love and getting married, um, it's it's more likely to happen. <gasps> I love this so. Much and I want to do a matchmaking Halloween party. Yes, or so. What else can I do? <clears throat> so, what you could do is eat a sugary concoction made of walnuts, hazelnuts, and nutmeg before bed on Halloween night. And then, if you do that, then you will, you will, this is a fact, you will dream of what your future husband would look like. What? Right after you have ample amounts of diarrhea. <laughs> So first I'll vomit, <laughs> yeah. then I'll shit my pants all night, yes. <laughs> but then I'll dream of this gorgeous man. Yes, and then that'll be your future your future husband. Oh my god! Or wife, or whatever lifestyle you live. Yeah, okay, my future partner. Um, oh my god, wait, hold on, this is actually really funny. <laughs> um, in Scotland, fortune tellers would recommend that eligible young women would name a hazelnut... <laughs> For each of their um, their suitors or like people that they're interested in, and then they would toss the nuts into the fire, and then the nut that burned to ashes, um, rather than like popping or exploding, because I guess like the hazelnuts would explode or pop. Um, if uh, if the nut burned to ashes, that would re represent the girl's future husband. So like, if you named a hazelnut Cornelius and threw it into the fire, if that <laughs> if that burned to ashes, then you will probably marry someone named Cornelius. <laughs> um, so, is this like the Scottish version of MASH? Yeah. I mean, Basically, <laughs> just around Halloween. Um, yeah, this, I mean, this is like, it's been proven to, to work. 
I'm totally doing I'm doing all of these things. Okay. I love Irish, Scottish, English folklore. Um, yeah, I'm participating. We'll let you guys know. <laughs> Also, sometimes like matchmaking became a competition. So at Halloween parties, bobbing for apples, for example, a bunch of people would be bobbing for apples in the same like water container. Ooh, where they like hit heads and like then almost <laughs> kiss. No, but the first person that successfully apple bobbed, meaning they like <laughs> Is that is that the proper term? I think yeah. It's a verb? It's no, the first apple bobber that popped proper <laughs> The first apple bobber. The first apple bobber that properly apple bobbed. <laughs> they would then be the first to walk down the aisle. Wow. Also, can you put in your Instagram bio that you're a professional apple bobber? Beer be going apple bobbing. <laughs> yes, I will. All, all of these like superstitions and folklore and just like ridiculous matchmaking moves are just so funny to me. I, I love it. I, but I want to do all But they of like them. took all of this so seriously back yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I guess it's, like, similar to us with, like, superstitions and, like, traditions and stuff, too. You know, like, we sometimes don't rec- realize how ridiculous they are, but um, we do them anyway. Yeah, but know? it's, like, right. It's your tradition, so yeah, that's all you know. Um, but, like, so that's kind of how it was celebrated back in, like, the 18th century. But I know that we we both studied abroad, mm-hmm. so I, and that was during the fall, so we kind of both had, like, a taste of what it was like in those regions Um, Like, what was your experiences? Because you were in London and... Yeah, definitely. So it's interesting because I never even thought about Halloween was celebrated outside of America till we studied abroad because I hadn't even been outside of the country before then. I also never even thought about it too, you know? Right, you you literally don't think about (laughs) that. And it's just uh, really interesting to me that When I studied abroad in London, it was about six years ago, and Halloween wasn't nearly as popular as it was in America, and a lot of places didn't even really dress up, or, you know, you wouldn't walk around and know that Halloween was coming. Right. Um, So when we went out one night, we opted to not dressing up because we figured no one would, and then of course we go to this club and everyone's dressed up, (laughs) and we're like, great, the one time we don't. Are you sure they weren't all, like, Americans in the club? No, a lot of them are English. Well, because, like, when I, when I studied abroad in Florence, we went out, like, dancing, and everyone was in costume, and I'm pretty sure they were all abroad students. But that's because everyone in Florence at that time was American. That's true. <laughs> we took over for a brief period of time. <laughs> that Halloween, I actually visited Jeff and a few other friends in Florence, and that is one of my other favorite costumes that I forgot to mention. Um, I was Prince William, and my friend was Prince Harry. Yeah, you guys scared the crap out of me. <laughs> they approached me at the bar, and I didn't even know they were there. I didn't know who they were, and they were wearing like the Prince William, Prince Harry masks that they made. Like the real, the realistic paper masks? Yeah. Oh my gosh, and it was the funniest thing. I, I'm i pretty sure I jumped like through the roof because I was terrified. <laughs> well, when we were in Florence dressed up as um, the royal family, we were being chased down the street by Italians because I think they actually thought from afar that we were royalty. Just like with the giant heads because the right. masks were so big. They, they weren't that big. You know what? We'll post it on our Instagram so you guys can see. It was really funny. They like, looked We really looked good. like them like from certain angles when you couldn't see our hair and stuff behind. And if you like squinted your eyes. <laughs> we really looked like <laughs> Prince William. Um, 
But yeah, I just, after experiencing it myself and you as well, um, it became clear that, you know, Europeans definitely don't celebrate Halloween with right. as much hype and passion as Americans do. We are very aggressive. We are. <laughs> but that being said, Halloween is is gaining popularity across Europe for sure. Because even in the last few years, I've been in other countries around this time and people definitely go to costume parties. They definitely right. celebrate the um, holiday and they'll do trick-or-treating and stuff like that. Well, I think because of like American culture and how we celebrate, there's more exposure now with like social media and everything. So I know that we're adapting Oktoberfest and all that from like Germany. And you know, a lot of those countries are now adopting our traditions. Yeah, so definitely. It's, it's kind of like we're borrowing and giving to each other. It's true. And as you know, Mexico and Spain, they're super famous for um, Dia de los Muertos, which is the Day of the Dead. Ooh, Harry. <laughs> um, <laughs> you do know I'm part Spanish. And you studied Hispanic. Spanish for seven years. <laughs> right, right. Like nine years. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can read it, but I can't speak it. Like, don't ask me to translate. Um, but yeah, they celebrate Day of the Dead, which is on November 1st and 2nd. And, and I remember that is that, huge. And I remember that from the Lizzie McGuire episode with Miranda. She was like, oh yeah, because she was Mexican. Yeah, she was spearheading the whole Day of the Dead celebration at the school. Yes, look at her. I know. I don't know why I just yelled the school. <laughs> <laughs> but um, another interesting fact is that Derry, which is also known as London Derry in Northern Ireland, um, is home to Europe's biggest Halloween carnival. It's called Banks of the Foil. Did you go to this? No, I oh wish I God. did. I wasn't Wait. in those countries at, the, okay. at that time. Bucket list. We're adding that. Yeah, we have to. Okay, we have to. Um, yeah, I mean, I I love the tradition of Halloween, and I actually, I think this has actually gained more traction recently. I don't know if you heard about it, but there is there are a few petitions going around to actually move the holiday to a different date. What? I know. Isn't that insane? No, I haven't heard of it. Okay, Halloween for me will always be on October 31st, regardless of what day of the week that falls on. Yeah. But um, some of the the points in these petitions that I guess parents have been fighting for, for this change is that, um, they, they want a, like a safer Halloween experience for their kids. Like I, I feel like now in this like social and like political climate, it's more nerve wracking for parents to like let their kids go out trick or treating nowadays, especially at night because like the typical hours for trick or treating are like six to nine and in, in October in most parts of the country, um, or all parts of the country. It, it's like dark by that time. Yeah. So a lot of parents are fighting to move. And sorry, they're not going to move the holiday, but they're going to move the festivities to the weekend before. So everyone will just celebrate the weekend before. Yeah. And, and then like, a known thing. I mean, obviously you can still celebrate on Halloween, but, and like at first I saw this and I was like, that's the most ridiculous thing ever. Like, you know, October 31st is such like a monumental date. Like how could they ever move this? But after reading about their reasoning and their rationale, um, they brought up a, a bunch of good points. They were saying how like trick-or-treating and like Halloween can be celebrated across the whole weekend. They'll have more hours in the day to do that. It's also safer because trick-or-treating will most likely be during the day. Um, and also if you think about parents that work like pretty late in the evening, like they have to rush home, like take their kids Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. You know, it becomes like a, like a, the craziest event that you're, you know, you're leaving work early, you're rushing home, you're making sure that your child's dressed up, right. you're meeting up with whomever, you're already exhausted and then you have to go take them trick or treating till 
eight o'clock at night. Exactly. And then they have to go to school the next day. Yeah, and, like, I mean, I remember back in, like, middle school when that was, like, the last time I was, like, really trick-or-treating, which I don't know if that's too old or not, but I did it. (laughs) Um, Anyway, but, like, I remembered I would get, I would get, like, the Sunday scaries after Halloween because you had school the next day, usually. Yeah. You know? I know. It's true, and you can't, and your parents won't even let you eat the damn candy then because it's so late. I know, and, like, you'll be up all night. But, um, yeah, so there are, like, a bunch of petitions going around. Um, you know what? I actually, I kind of agree with this, and I don't really think it's that different to what's going on right now. Because like, there's so many different festivities going on a week before Halloween, two weeks before. Right. And it doesn't make that much of a difference. This literally sounds like it only applies to trick-or-treating. Right. Well, actually, not even. I mean, yes and no. Because remember, we were just actually in Sleepy Hollow, New York, and um, we saw those people trunker treating <laughs> which which i'm obsessed with i'm not suburban enough to know that this existed before but trunker treating is the cutest thing ever we um were by the water and there was a big parking lot and all these cars were there with their trunks open and all the kids were dressed up going to each car getting candy out of the car it was the cutest thing ever and then also there was a dj that was like pretty, yeah pretty good and again that was b- before halloween so it was, yeah exactly that was more than a week before halloween yeah and kids were dressed up so i feel like this is kind of already starting to take place this, yeah this change i think it makes sense yeah and like we as adults celebrate halloween on Halloween weekend which is usually the weekend before or after halloween right. and it's always a full weekend oh for sure mm-hmm. um for well for us it's like a full month but <laughs> yeah <true>. yeah like <laughs> Halloween weekend is um has become kind of like a staple in the month of october oh yeah i mean definitely started with college students yeah because i feel like i didn't really celebrate halloween again it didn't become this like huge event in my life until college um yeah. again because you only Right, so we went from trick-or-treating and only celebrating Halloween on Halloween right? to then being teenagers and doing something instead because we couldn't trick-or-treat anymore. Yeah, I feel like we would go to, like, I would go to, like, a haunted hayride yeah, or something. Yeah, we would do, like, haunted stuff where we would just hang out and, like, like spray each other with... Um, silly string. Silly string. Yeah, or, like, watch a horror movie, which is fine, yeah. too. And, like, try to go out that night and, like, I don't know. I don't even remember what we would do. Yeah. It was stupid. <laughs> you, like, um, blacked out on silly string. <laughs> <laughs> but then you go to college and Halloween becomes the biggest time of the year again. Right. And you celebrate the entire weekend and you need three costumes. Yeah. You no, that's mandatory. Mandatory. <laughs> Don't even show your face in the same costume. I would never. It's like reliving sweet 16 days again in college. Yeah. All day. Exactly. Halloween. I know. Like you have to dress to impress. You do. And, if you and it's sh- like you cannot wear the same dress again. I know. You're it- going to a new one every weekend. Yep. And if you show up with a black shirt and cat ears and whiskers. I'm. I know a lot of people are doing that probably this year. But like oh, that is. The, I've done it multiple times. <laughs> um, but I feel like that is a cop out at that point. It is. It totally like, is. Be creative. If I'm dating someone that isn't into Halloween, like it's an automatic deal breaker. <laughs> I think it is for me too. Like I, I, I want to say it's not. Because it sounds ridiculous, but yeah. it really is. Yeah. Halloween is like the one time of year when you could you could dress up and you could be as creative as you want. And it's always fun to have like a little like story about what character you are. Yeah, and, and then like, do group stuff. Yeah, or if it's like relevant to like pop culture at that time and everything. Yes, I love it. I love it. So yeah, I would definitely say it's a deal breaker. Um... As we all know, it wouldn't be Halloween if we weren't trying to constantly scare the living crap out of ourselves. <laughs> but that includes going to haunted houses and haunted hayrides and any kind of haunted attraction. And 
I think it's rooted in people just generally enjoying getting that feeling of being scared. Yeah, and it's it's actually it's like a different type of fear because it's like purely voluntary and you're like you're purposefully putting yourself in these situations like knowing you're going to be terrified but that's kind of what makes it fun right and you also know that nothing bad is going to happen to you right but like there have been a lot of studies based like about why people enjoy this it's been like shown that being scared in these settings it actually improves your mood and um, people that go through these mm. like afterwards they have like decreased brain activity and they're more um yes they do have like an adrenaline rush but like they are they're like happier afterwards um, i get that i'm in my best mood <laughs> after a haunted house right me too I'm, i like, love that. that was fun my like heart's racing i'm like so happy right you're like with your good friends you're holding on to someone it's just such a good time and as soon as we realize we're not actually going to die, we can sit back and thoroughly enjoy the experience. Yeah, and and a lot of psychologists compare your brain, um, your brain activity, like, post-haunted house, <laughs> to that of a runner's high. Because it engages your uh, sympathetic nervous system and kicks into overdrive. And your sympathetic nervous system is um, what controls your fight-or-flight reflex um, or your responses to any situation, specifically, yeah. like, dangerous or fear, fear-inducing fear situations. Yeah. And to add to that, I mean, you're really just releasing endorphins while you're getting scared. Exactly, yeah. Which is just a natural high in general. Right. You know, so it's proven that you're going to have a good time, which yeah. is why I don't understand people that don't want to go to haunted houses. I know. It's like, that's the thing. If you... Are like, oh, that's stupid. It's fake. I'm like, duh, it's fake. Right. Like, that's the whole point. They're li- like, they're literally murderers walking around, like pretending to stab you with a knife. Like, duh, it's fake. Just suspend your disbelief, and 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 that's when you could truly immerse yourself in that non-threatening, but also like mood-improving situation. Yeah, and also when you leave a haunted attraction, you actually do feel like you accomplished. Something. Oh, like you overcame yeah. some challenge. You did something pretty badass. Right. It's like the same thing as riding a roller coaster. You yeah. know, like they sell shirts and say, like, I survived the Airy coaster. <laughs> <laughs> with, I should sell shirts like that. Right. I really should. <laughs> I survived a night out with Ariana. You are the embodiment of all the emotions that people feel in a haunted attraction and a roller coaster. Oh, Jeff, that's so sweet. Roller coasters are my favorite, so I guess I'm just obsessed with myself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, So I also think it's really interesting, and this is what I read, and I was, like, fascinated by it, that after a tragedy or after war, there was an uptick in attendance at haunted attractions. Like, for example, after the the Iraq War, a lot of, like, the haunted houses experienced their best season um, in regards to attendance, like, ever. And the same thing with, like, 9-11. There were... uh, a lot of haunted houses like flourish during the the subsequent seasons after that. And that's because a lot of people that have been touched by a tragedy in any way, by going into these haunted attractions, they are playing with fear, but like on their own terms. Right. They are choosing to go in there and they are taking like the, the threat away from that fear and from whatever like emotional tension that they have right. built up. Right. So really is about control. It is about control and it's it's almost like cathartic in a way too. Right. And kind of like when you're I don't know if it's the same thing, but like when you're upset and you listen to like a sad song, it like does something to you. It's like you're yeah. you're almost able to like 
to manipulate your emotions. That's that's exactly what I was thinking of because I'm that kind of person that absolutely loves to listen to sad music when I'm sad. It right. makes me feel better. And I know you're the opposite. You think I'm crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't do that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm depressed and I'm crying. I'm like, and stop listening to... All I can listen to is Adele. I know. Like, this song is so me. But it, it makes sense. And I just... like. I can't really explain it. I just feel better. Yeah, it's like it's it's related to that, and like it, again, yeah. like in the same way, like that you're manipulating and like reappropriating those feelings in like in a way that you are now in control of. Yeah, and I I just thought that to be super interesting that fact. Definitely, and you wouldn't think about that. You'd think like after someone like experienced some kind of tragedy or like turmoil in their life that they wouldn't choose to like do something that would you would think would add more of that. Right, and like you know? induce those feelings again. Right, yeah. But it's just circumstantial. Yeah, exactly. So this Halloween, we're going to go do something super fun. Um, it's a, what is it, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> it's has, so fun, I blacked out. <laughs> Ari has no idea where we're going. No, we're, um, there's, this, um, there's this company in New York City called it's literally called a drinking game in NYC. <laughs> and pretty much all these comedians and actors, they will reenact an entire film. And so there's like a narrator and like everyone has a script in their hands. And anytime they say a buzzword, so for the one that we're seeing, for example, is Hocus Pocus. And anytime a character says like book or um, witch or like children or whatever, the narrator will, will ring a bell and everyone in the audience has to drink. But also, if a character says another character's name, then that person has to drink, that character. Yeah, so you're watching the show, you're drinking, and everyone in the show is getting drunker and drunker. <laughs> yeah. So it just becomes absolutely hysterical. Um, I went I, two years ago. Yeah, I was, I was with you two years ago. Did you ago. see when the guy threw up? Were you there for that? Because this is my third time going, Ari. Oh, no. <laughs> I went one year, and one of the characters got so drunk, he threw up on stage. Are you kidding? It was amazing. <laughs> were, pe- were people laughing or were they like, um, they were kind of like, oh, oh, that is I love- so awful. There, there were a lot of mixed reactions, I think. Um, yeah, pure shock yeah. and then <laughs> and disgust. And disgust, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so we're doing that on Halloween. Um, super excited. So, but yeah, and I, and that's like pretty low, low key. Yeah, you know? it's just a good way to celebrate um, the holiday without yeah. going out all night. Because it's a school night. Exactly. <laughs> that being said, we hope you guys had so much fun celebrating this past weekend and have a super spooky and safe Halloween. And don't you dare forget to follow us on Instagram at obsessed underscore podcast, obsessed with an A. Um, find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube. Don't say it. Not saying it. <laughs> it's not a thing. Um, and yeah. Am I forgetting anything else? I think that's it. And send us your Halloween costume. I'd actually be fun. That'd be fun to get yeah. those. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We, should post, we should post a question. Like, what were you for Halloween? Oh, we should. We should do that. So okay. should I? And ghoul, give him pumpkin to talk about. Yes, Halloween! Woo! <laughs> Let's give him pumpkin to talk about. <laughs>